Section 73 of The Expedition of Humphrey Clinker This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Geeson The Expedition of Humphrey Clinker by Tobias Smollett Section 73 To Sir Watkin Phillips, Baronet, of Jesus College, Oxford Dear Watkin, I yesterday met with an incident which I believe you will own to be very surprising. As I stood with Liddy at the window of the inn where we had lodged, who should pass by but Wilson, a horseback? I could not be mistaken in the person, for I had a full view of him as he advanced. I plainly perceived by my sister's confusion that she recognised him at the same time. I was equally astonished and incensed at his appearance, which I could not but interpret into an insult or something worse. I ran out at the gate, and seeing him turn the corner of the street, I dispatched my servant to observe his motions, but the fellow was too late to bring me that satisfaction. He told me, however, that there was an inn called the Red Lion at that end of the town, where he supposed the horseman had alighted, but that he would not inquire without further orders. I sent him back immediately to know what strangers were in the house, and he returned with a report that there was one Mr. Wilson lately arrived. In consequence of this information, I charged him with a note directed to that gentleman, desiring him to meet me in half an hour in a certain field at the town's end, with a case of pistols in order to decide the difference which could not be determined at our last rencounter. But I did not think proper to subscribe the billet. My man assured me he had delivered it into his own hand, and that having read it he declared he would wait upon the gentleman at the place and time appointed. McAlpin being an old soldier, and luckily sober at the time, I entrusted him with my secret. I ordered him to be within call, and having given him a letter to be delivered to my uncle in case of accident, I repaired to the rendezvous, which was an enclosed field at a little distance from the highway. I found my antagonist had already taken his ground, wrapped in a dark horseman's coat, with a laced hat flapped over his eyes but what was my astonishment when throwing off this wrapper he appeared to be a person whom i had never seen before he had one pistol stuck in a leather belt and another in his hand ready for action and advancing a few steps called to know if i was ready i answered no and desired a parley upon which he turned the muzzle of his piece towards the earth, then replaced it in his belt, and met me half-way. When I assured him he was not the man I expected to meet, he said it might be so, 
that he had received a slip of paper directed to Mr. Wilson, requesting him to come hither, and that as there was no other in the place of that name, he naturally concluded the note was intended for him, and him only. I then gave him to understand that I had been injured by a person who assumed that name, which person I had actually seen within the hour passing through the street on horseback, that hearing there was a Mr. Wilson at the Red Lion, I took it for granted he was the man, and in that belief had writ the billet and I expressed my surprise that he, who was a stranger to me and my concerns, should give me such a rendezvous without taking the trouble to demand a previous explanation. He replied that there was no other of his name in the whole country, that no such horseman had alighted at the Red Lion since nine o'clock when he arrived, that having had the honour to serve his majesty, he thought he could not decently decline any invitation of this kind, from what quarter soever it might come, and that if any explanation was necessary, it did not belong to him to demand it, but to the gentleman who summoned him into the field. Vexed as I was at this adventure, I could not help admiring the coolness of this officer, whose open countenance prepossessed me in his favour. He seemed to be turned of forty, wore his own short black hair, which curled naturally about his ears, and was very plain in his apparel. When I begged pardon for the trouble I had given him, he received my apology with great good humour. He told me that he lived about ten miles off at a small farmhouse, which would afford me tolerable lodging if I would come and take diversion of hunting with him for a few weeks, in which case we might perhaps find out the man who had given me offence. I thanked him very sincerely for his courteous offer, which I told him I was not at liberty to accept at present on account of my being engaged in a family party. And so we parted, with mutual professions of good-will and esteem. Now tell me, dear knight, what am I to make of this singular adventure? Am I to suppose that the horseman I saw was really a thing of flesh and blood, or a bubble that vanished into air? Or must I imagine Liddy knows more of the matter than she chooses to disclose? If I thought her capable of carrying on any clandestine correspondence with such a fellow, I should at once discard all tenderness and forget that she was connected with me by the ties of blood. But how is it possible that a girl of her simplicity and inexperience should maintain such an intercourse? surrounded as she is with so many eyes, destitute of all opportunity, and shifting quarters every day of her life. Besides, she has solemnly promised. No, I can't think the girl so base, so insensible to the honour of her family. What disturbs me chiefly is the impression which these occurrences seem to make upon her spirits 
these are the symptoms from which i conclude that the rascal has still a hold on her affection surely i have the right to call him a rascal and to conclude that his designs are infamous but it shall be my fault if he does not one day repent his presumption i confess i cannot think much less write on this subject with any degree of temper or patience i shall therefore conclude with telling you that we hope to be in wales by the latter end of the month but before that period you will probably hear again from your affectionate j melford october fourth end of section seventy three